The song written and produced by my guest who we are going to try to talk to once again. And this is The Upper Room with Joe Kelly. That is Alexander O'Neill. If you were here tonight, and I remember listening to that in the early 80s in the video and uh, real nice track, always one of my favorites. Well, we'll, we'll do a take two style here as uh, our phone lines are ready to go. Uh, we are going to speak with right now Mr. Monty Moyer, who is the talented keyboardist for the time. And uh, he's ready to release a new CD very shortly, and we'll find out more about that. And right now, I'd like to welcome for the second time to the Up Room, Mr. Monty Moyer. How you doing, Monty? Good. How are you doing, Joe? Pretty good, and uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. Oh, no problem. I know how that can be. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess with the keyboards, uh, you know, you got to have everything straight, right? That's true. You know, we've had our share of problems, as most anybody has, you know. But you just got to keep rolling, I guess, when that happens, huh? Mm-hmm. So you're getting ready to uh, come eastward from uh, Minneapolis, going to play uh, two nights at B.B. Uh, King's, right? Yeah, we'll be on Saturday and Sunday, uh, two shows a night, and we've never played there, so it should be pretty pretty fun, I would think. I've heard it's a great place. Yeah, I know it's a it's a perfect location, so uh, besides the, the core of uh, Minneapolis fans and funk fans that have been following you for uh, 20 years or so, uh, hopefully we'll get some walk-ins there from uh, people just... Uh, Want to check you out on a Saturday night? Yeah, I hope so. Well, New York has always been pretty kind to us, so so we hope we hope things will go okay. Now, do you have do you have any memorable shows, particularly from uh, New York City? Um, the last few years we used to play Tramps quite a bit. I I always kind of liked that place. It's kind of mm-hmm. funky, but it was it was it was kind of nice, you know. Yeah, of course, Tramps has. Uh you know, kind of closed down, I guess. And uh, is it that difficult for the time to, uh, you know, you guys are, have been around for so long. Is it tough to, to book a room? Or are you guys just waiting for the right room to play in New York City? Um, more often than not, just waiting for the right room, you know, and dealing with the promoters and, and the agencies and whoever tries to hook things up. We have done, we did a thing with the Isley Brothers and on Long Island was maybe two years ago. And we were at the uh, Black Expo last summer. Right. I know, in New York. And so we always seem to get through it, just at different uh, different, different times and different circumstances, I guess. Now, playing uh, the Black Expo, who decides to uh, cut some songs out of the, uh, the, the full set? Uh, it's kind of a group decision. We've got a couple different routes we go if we have to do a shorter set. Because mm-hmm. we do that quite a bit especially if we're doing some of the festivals in the summer and that sometimes they'll only give us 40 45 minutes so so we've got a few options we always tend to work with i guess any songs which uh never get the axe that, that have to be there uh the bird and jungle love or gigolos are usually pretty pretty much in there the whole time okay we try to keep try to keep the crowd favorites in you know if, if at all possible and uh, we, we should mention also that uh, besides playing uh, great keyboards for the time for, well, you, you've been, uh, of course, your original member of the time, but uh, it's upwards of uh, 20 years, right? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I got to... That's been about 20 years now. 20 years. 1981, actually. Uh-huh. So we got started. I, I, I knew time was going going by when uh, a co-worker of mine said, I really like uh, Prince in the Batman movie. And I said, oh, have you heard of Purple Rain? He says, no, I never heard of that movie. And, uh, he, and he, the kid's about 20 years old, so. Uh, I know, we're getting Uncle Mom with a whole new generation of people coming out. Yeah, 
Well, that that's nice to see. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We, we seem to maintain interest, so it's it's great. Now, we've, we've been talking, uh, the last time you stopped by the Upper Room, your uh, solo CD, which is uh, now has a title, right? Yes. Okay. Called uh, This Side of Paradise. This Side of Paradise, and you're, you're uh, getting things all lined up to release it this spring, right? Yeah, it looks like we're going to probably have it available on my website in April, if, if all else goes well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's montymoyer.com. In case anybody doesn't know, but um, yeah, we, we hope to have it ready by April, and the way it's looking, everything looks pretty good for that. And we should tell folks the the spelling to Monty Moore: M O N T E M O I R. Yeah. And uh, Moyer, right? Moyer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Moyer. And uh, you know, if you hit up Monty's website, I'm sure uh, when the album is ready to uh, to be released, you'll be able to order it online, and uh, you don't have to deal with those. Uh, corporate stores out there, I guess. Pesky record labels. Yeah, pesky record labels, and uh, he'll, he'll have it on your doorstep very shortly. So what, what kind of, uh, you know, record do you have already released? What, what's the flavor of it? You know, I get asked that a lot, and it's really hard to describe. I, I, I originally played something for a good friend of mine, and he, he just said it wasn't what he was expecting at all. It's really... Um, it's really a lot different than some of the stuff I've ever done, at least on record anywhere. It's it's more in the more of a pop type of thing. I hate to even say what it's like, but I um, some of it's piano based, some of it uh, it's, it's kind of all over the place. I guess I, I I know that's a horrible explanation, but I don't know what else I can. I don't know if I could give a better one. How about your uh recording style and writing songs um, where do you usually work out of just off the keyboards to start off uh usually keyboard you know a drum machine keyboard sometimes mm-hmm. guitar and usually start from there do you have a favorite uh, drum machine you've been working with on this album um I, I trigger things from it it's an old mpc60 which is an old uh dinosaur at this point but i, I really i run just some different sounds through it mm-hmm. off of uh sample sounds and that so it's it's, but that's mainly. I'm pretty primitive in the way I work, actually, compared to most people. But I know it's. Some... have the computer set up with sequences and all kinds of stuff, and I, I tend to just sit down and plug it in and play it. So. Now, how about uh, keyboards on this album? Any uh, particular keyboards you've been working with? Um. That are different from the time, or? Yeah. Well, there's. It's on some of the new time stuff also. There's an Ensonic ZR76 I used quite a bit. It's got a real nice piano and some nice pads and things. Um, and a uh, Roland JP880. That's probably the two main things that got used on this record. Mm-hmm. Now, you're also playing a, a bit of bass and uh, guitar on that as well, right? Yeah, a little bit. More guitar than anything. Mm-hmm. A little bit of bass. I mean, keyboard bass is a lot, but there is a couple where I'm actually playing a real bass. Now, what kind of guitars? Uh, I just have a Strat. Okay. Kind of a modified Strat. I'm not. My my guitar playing is a little bit to be desired as far as somebody who can really play. But it's. Mm-hmm. For, but I guess I can get by in some of the things that I I need to do. So so you don't have the uh, Jelly Bean Johnson Guitar Museum at your house yet. No, no, no. Right. I'm not sure that I ever will. Either. <laughs> I must say, it's quite a museum if you ever happen to get by his neighborhood. Uh-huh. 
Now, have uh, have any of the fellas heard the, uh, your new album yet? Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is, uh, is Morris letting you... Pretty good, I guess. Uh, has let, Morris let you put some of the, the songs and the segues between the time stuff in from uh, your new no, album? I'm not holding my breath on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tough to happen. No, I mean, the time stuff. Uh, that's a great song. Janet Jackson, The Pleasure Principle, which was written and produced by my guest and who's going to join us once again, Monty. How you yeah, doing? Good. How you doing, Joe? And, uh, you know, that song, what was it, the uh, third or fourth single off Control? It's actually the sixth single. Wow. Which so amazing to me. I didn't think it was going to make it out as a single, but it did, and I guess it did reasonably well. So. Yeah, that was just, a, you know, a great dance track, and... Um, you know, you mentioned before that you were uh, you wrote in mind for Janet, right? Yeah, that one I did. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I knew she, I knew they were getting ready to do her. So that was that was actually something that was kind of specifically geared towards her. Now, how about on your um, your side projects that you do beside this time? Um, do you just have a a catalog of songs you've written and uh, just shop around to different artists? Uh, some, yeah, I have some songs laying around and then it's sometimes if there's a song I think it might be appropriate I'll send it to somebody otherwise and end up writing something more specific depending on depending on the person and the circumstances now uh, do you still do session work or are you just uh, working on the solo thing the last couple of years that we've just been doing uh, touring with the time and recording a time record and I've been recording my own record mm-hmm. that's been pretty much my focus so. yeah that, that's a busy enough slate. Yeah, it's been plenty busy. I know that right. much. Yeah, and every time I look, you know, people are posting on the internet the uh, the updated um, tour dates for the time, and it, it's been a busy uh, fall and winter, right? Yeah, busier than usual, actually. Right. It's kind of by design, we sort of slow things down through the winter, but it's we seem to be having a lot of work coming up. So we uh, we were in LA last week. We did a little bit part in a movie, which was kind of fun. You were, um, you know, we've already seen uh, word on the internet about the Kevin Smith movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, wh- what is the time doing in the movie? We're just being the time. Right. We're flying <laughs> uh, Jungle Love on stage, uh, from what I understand, towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And the name of the movie is Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Okay, with Will Ferrell and um, Chris Rock. Yeah, and I guess I heard a bunch of other names, which I'm not coming to mind right now, but I guess a fair amount of well-known people are showing, going to be showing up in it. I think they're only in the seventh day of shooting when we did our part, and I think they're going to shoot through the end of April, from what I heard. Do you have any uh, speaking lines in the movie? No, none of us do. We're just kind of a kind of a cameo shot mm-hmm. doing the song. Killer version? So we, yeah, it was taken off a live version we did at the House of Blues out in L.A. Oh, okay. So it's it's uh, it'll be that version from what I understand in the movie. So that was kind of fun. It was actually a lot of fun to do. Now what you know, late at night I've been seeing actually seeing Graffiti Bridge played a lot on, on like the uh, the movie channel rerun station. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the the part actually that uh, that cracks me up is uh, when you and Jesse were uh, roughhousing Prince. Remember that one? Oh yeah, we were gonna we were gonna beat him up. I think. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> look, look, like you guys were ready to uh, dispose of him, right? Yeah, that that was a good one. Yeah, well, you know, you'd, he'd never get actually get disposed of. Though. No, no, 
I guess I don't mean that way, but <laughs> you were going to roughhouse them. Yeah, we were. Yeah. That was kind of fun, too, actually. Yeah, it looked like you guys are having a good time in that. Um, any specific memories working on uh, Graffiti Bridge? Besides knocking the keyboards over, that was another good highlight. That was that was probably the most fun of the movie, actually. Uh-huh. Not often you get to drag up a bunch of keyboards and slam them to the ground and <laughs> not get yelled at for it, you know? Were, were they the top-of-the-line ones, or...? No. No? Not necessarily. There's a lot of older Prince keyboards that I'm quite sure he wasn't using, or maybe some of them had been gutted. I'm not sure, but it was... I think it was just a one-take thing, from mm -hmm. what I remember. I think we did a pretty good bashing job the first time around, so... Now, was that... Um, that movie was filmed out at Paisley Park? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost entirely? All of the uh, outdoor... Not all of... Some of the outdoor stuff was done in L.A. towards the end, but... But the scene where all the clubs, like the Seven Corners uh -huh. Club, was supposed to be outside. That was actually inside his sound studio. And then there was another... Uh, inside of the two clubs, our club and Prince's Club, were filmed in a suburb out in New Hope, Minnesota. A warehouse. They just actually built the clubs inside for that. Uh -huh. But the majority was done at Paisley, yeah. And you guys... Uh I guess reunited around that time to, to work on Graffiti Bridge and uh, Jesse was around. Yeah, we had everybody back in the Pandemonium record was out back then. Now, uh, do, you, do you think if, uh, you, you guys did some over uh, overseas dates, right? Yeah, we uh, back then you mean? Right, back then. Yeah, yep. we were over in Japan. Mm -hmm. We did a couple dates in England, I think, also. Oh, okay. W was there uh, extensive talk about coming back here and doing a full length? tour you mean yeah in the u.s right yeah we had talked about it and for one reason or another i things just seemed to fizzle out right for her it's hard to even explain but yeah business considerations all that yeah junk, but it was kind of an odd time by the time we actually got through that whole process so i think it, everybody just kind of went their separate ways now who's got a Who's got first dibs on the uh, the Time documentary? Because, I mean, it's just an incredible story for so long. <laughs> first dibs, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Somebody I out there could, do, could definitely uh, do a documentary on you guys. Boy, I don't know. I've never, I've never, never crossed my mind, actually. Right. I and guess, yeah, there's, I guess it's kind of interesting that yeah. we all got together and so everybody's going off to do certain things, you know, and. Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing that, uh, you know, and also credit to you guys and that um, every time I've seen you, you guys don't phone in a performance. It's it's always, uh, at, at least from all appearances, the crowd can attest to that, too. You guys just love performing on the stage. Is, is that the highlight? Yeah, I mean, I think we've always taken a lot of pride in that, you know, going mm -hmm. back to the original days because a lot, a lot of times that was the only place where we could actually be ourselves and do what we do, you know, and... And uh, I think it holds over to this day, you know. Certainly, I think I'll, we we try to uphold that going out to this day, really. Do you have a time song that uh, is just uh, gives you chills on most occasions? Oh, I don't know. There's a few of them, mm -hmm. I guess. But, I mean, I've always liked Gigolos. I've always liked 7-7. Seven, seven, right. Off the top of my head. Now, how how was it for Freeze to come and uh, lay down the uh, the bass for uh, seven 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 ninety three eleven? Oh, Freeze didn't have any problem with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, he he came in and he he's a great player. What, what is um as as a keyboardist, what would be the uh, 
the toughest song for you? Uh, what, what's, you know, the most work that you have to uh, concern yourself with? Boy, I don't know right offhand. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of depends because it depends if you're singing, it depends what you're playing, it depends if you have to do a little dance step. Right. Um, I, I don't know if there's anyone that just stands out that particularly more grueling than the other, I guess. And if you've ever seen a, a time show, um, you'll definitely know that Mo Monty Moyer doesn't get a chance to pull up a stool and sit down and play the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, you're standing almost the entire performance, right? Yeah, everybody standing, is. Yeah. Dancing, and, uh, you know, they leave their sweat on there with their zoot suits, and um, we are going to uh, listen right now, Monty, to uh, something you guys did on your sophomore album called What Time Is It? And... Um, did you see this album um, just taking it to uh, another level and just were you guys really excited about this one coming out yeah I mean the, the second album you're talking yeah, about yeah the second album what time is it yeah we were we were amazed at what had happened the first time around and we were just happy to get out and do it again you know and this this album was uh, coordinated with the 1999 tour right right the legendary tour is that what they say <laughs> It, it was for me because it was the first time I ever saw uh, you guys live in concert, and I got snowed in in Hartford, Connecticut, and wow. uh, I can remember that. Yeah, that was you guys played, and um, you know everybody was, you know, amazed and wowed by what you guys had on the stage. I know for Prince, it was it was probably his breakout tour as far as to the masses. Right. We did a lot more uh, hockey rinks, you know, some of the bigger arenas. Mm -hmm. during that and that was the first time for him so I think he, for him especially it was uh, he really broke out and uh, in between songs you guys had a lot of food fights and stuff like that uh, I don't know anybody in between songs we did towards <laughs> the end of the second tour though yeah it's kind of, we had a nice little brawl going mm -hmm. who won the brawl I kind of, I'd like to say we did <laughs> of course <laughs> right. you heard some differing stories yeah I was all in good fun, though. It was, it was just, just being crazy at the end of a tour, you know? Yeah, I've, I've always read this story. I, I always wanted to see this footage. And that is Wild and Loose from the Times album, What Time Is It? Moore's Day in the Time. And my special guest, Monty Moore, will be gracing the stage at B.B. King's Blues Club. You can go to www.bbkingblues.com for all uh, reservations and ticket information. They'll be there Saturday. February 3rd, and also Sunday, February 4th, two shows. If you want to uh, get there early, they've got an early show, and they're going to rock the house into the early morning hours uh, both nights, and uh, I will be there as well, and I hope you can too. We're going to take a short break, come back, and speak with my special guest, Mr. Monty Moyer. Okay, and I'm Joe Kelly of The Upper Room, and once again, we uh, say hello to our special guest, the second time he's been here on The Upper Room, Monty Moyer. Monty, you still there? I'm still here, Joe. And a uh, little bumpy ride here, but uh, how, how's the weather up in Minneapolis today? Uh, for Minneapolis, it's not bad. It's about 30. Oh, that's good. It's cloudy, but it's just for this time of year, it's actually pretty nice. Yeah, you can't complain about that. Not so. a bit. Now, um, I don't know if you're willing to uh, give a little sneak peek uh, to some of the tracks on your album, but uh, any um, tracks you you're, think are going to really uh, be off off the hook? Well, I don't know. That's a hard question. Uh-oh. Hmm. Oh, let's see. There's a. There, well, there's a few. I, I guess I, I. I guess it's. I'm kind of happy with the whole thing. But I, there's a song called "On Your Way Home" that. 
I kind of like. Um, mm -hmm. I'm the one who loves you is another one. Uh, Silence of my heart. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's hard to say exactly what people re will react to, you know? Right. And it's... Uh, people I have played it for, seems like different groups of people react to different ones. So it's, Which I guess is good. Now it's uh, going to be called The Other Side of Paradise? This side of Paradise. This side of Paradise, okay. And uh, people can go to uh, www.montemoyer.com -E and you'll have the uh, updated information, I'm sure, for... Uh, yes, and we hope to have it ready by April. Put up those uh, the samples of the tracks and uh, ordering information. And, you know, I recently saw, I was telling Monty, I really enjoyed an interview he did online by a, a guy from France. And... Uh, I believe you can go to prince.org for uh, the link information to connect you to that site. Um, are you su surprised by all, all the positive response or that the fans are showing you the love? Uh, it's been very nice to tell you that. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit, yeah. It's been more interesting, I guess. I I had planned, I guess you can't plan on anything when you're doing stuff like this, but it's it's been very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Now, when, when you release the CD... Um, I guess you're gonna you're gonna hit it tentatively in April, right? Yes. Uh -huh. um, what what are the uh, the ways you're gonna get the word out? Um, we're gonna probably we're gonna start with just having it available off the website to begin with, and then I'll, we'll probably go into like Amazon.com or CD Baby, some of the other websites or internet sites, and then possibly some record stores a few months down the road from that. Mm -hmm. Kind of take it in in stages, so. How were the record stores out in uh, Minnesota? Oh, there's some good ones. Mm -hmm. There's some real good ones. Right. And uh, you are going to be coming to uh, New York City, I guess, you know, the capital of the world. And uh, it's always nice to see you in New York City. I love being in New York. It's a great city. Um, I, I know uh, you guys lately have uh, been doing uh, the shows and you, you get in and out of the city. But uh, any cities, uh, do you check out? some other musicians uh, when you're on tour? If we can. You know, if we're in town, we try to usually try to get out and see somebody. Mm -hmm. At least some of us do. But, you know, like you say, usually we're in and out. Come in that afternoon, leave the next morning, so oftentimes it's pretty hard. But but uh, we will be there for two days in New York, even though we're playing two shows. It'll be hard to see anybody, but it'll be... Uh, I've got some friends out there, too, so it'll mm -hmm. be nice. It'll be a nice visit. Now, do you have... Um Besides the time, any uh, particular live performers that, that stand out for you that you, you know, whenever they're in town in Minneapolis, you go see? Um, I usually try to go see Sting. Okay. I've always been pretty fond of him. Um, anybody in particular? Um, it's, it's hard to say. I, I, I see a fair amount of shows. I guess whatever hits me at the time. Right. Jonathan Bream still do uh, the entertainment column out there? Yes, he does for the right? Star Tribune. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, sp speaking of Sting, he was uh, actually, when I was up at the Montreal Jazz Festival last year, he was the featured performer up there. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, the festival's more than jazz now. It's, uh, you know, all over the place. The time could fit in as well. Uh, yeah. We got to get you over the border. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, ha have you guys ever played Canada up there? We've done one date mm -hmm. a couple years ago. We were in Toronto. Okay. And that's been it, though. We've we, There's been talk of getting us up there for quite some time. Some, right. One reason or another, it's never worked out. But I've heard it's just great. I, mean, I visited there, but I've never done much playing. But I've heard it's great. 
Now, as a keyboard player, um, who would be a, a keyboard player you would love to, to work in the studio and just trade licks with? Do you have anybody? There's a few people I wouldn't mind just sitting next to and watching. I don't know if I would have too many licks to trade, but a guy like Chick Corea or Herbie Hancock, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I I I like jazz and I try to learn about it. I don't can really consider myself a jazz player. I mean, I don't think most people can unless you're really living it and breathing it, you know. But Bruce Hornsby, I like a lot too. Oh, okay. He's he's on the Bamboozle soundtrack, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah, right. And uh, what, what draws you to Sting? Um, his writing, just his, the way he approaches things. Mm -hmm. I just think he's just real true and trying to deal with his craft. Have you ever had the chance to uh, to meet up with him? No, I haven't. Okay. See, th there's an arrangement. You oh, guys I'd love to meet him, sure. Sure. Why not, huh? Now, uh, up in Minneapolis, of course, you you guys, uh, we talked with Gary Hines and the Minneapolis Sound, and uh, you were definitely a, a big uh, player in that scene. How How is the uh, music scene today as, uh, you know, you've gotten older? You, you're still a young cat, but... Um, oh, thank you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> a bit, a bit uh, you're not a teenager anymore, and uh, either am I, but, <laughs> you know, how, how are things now? Is Is it a bit different as a musician? Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't hang in the clubs too much. I never did, but I, I think it's... Uh, see, I think it's actually, in some ways, it's much more open, I think, I suppose, anywhere, just because of the uh, Internet thing and being able to do records for a relatively inexpensive amount of money. Um, but it's really a pretty healthy scene here. Mm -hmm. You know, in the mid-'80s, it got kind of crazy because any... They were coming in and signing anybody who was R&B pretty much based off of the the whole quote-unquote Minneapolis sound. And, of course, that has died down for many years. But it's, it's really a pretty nice, healthy scene. The alternative scene is real, is real nice up here. There's a lot of talented people. Do you have a favorite room uh, to play out in Minnesota? Uh, when the time plays, we usually play First Avenue or out the Quest. Mm-hmm. Which used to be Prince's old club called Glam Slam. And how about the uh, the Minnesota Music Awards? Do they still have uh, the Black Music Awards? Uh, I don't. I think they stopped that last year. I think I could be wrong. God, I hope I'm not giving the wrong information. But, mm -hmm. um, they still have the regular Minnesota Music Awards, though. And, and where are they held now? I don't know. You know, I haven't been to any for a few years, and I, it's been really low key the last few years right and I, I don't have the best information on that so I maybe shouldn't even comment so I'm, I'm sure people on the on the net can get that information but uh, sure. it, it was always nice to read you know being here in Connecticut and uh, it, it's now you can get instantaneous information like we were uh, talking about the your appearance in the Kevin Smith movie um, you know you guys did a scene and then like a day later it's on the net and people have all the details I was amazed to hear that. Yeah, I was just, you know, because I was talking with you and I had just read it on the net and happened the day before. Yeah, because we just did it uh, last Thursday, I guess. Yeah, and people are all commenting on it. and uh, I guess that's one cool thing about the net. Yeah, 
I, I can remember the days when you guys were doing those tours with Prince and Vanny Six. It used to be, you know, I, I'd have to go to the late night corner and, and get Black Beat Magazine and write on to find out what was going on. Yeah, I know. As a kid, I would have loved to have this kind of information. Yeah. If I was coming up trying to dig up bands I was interested in. Right. You just never knew. Do you do, you do a lot of stuff online? I do a fair amount. I kind of, it comes and goes. Sometimes I'm on quite a bit and other times not very much, but... Mm-hmm. But, God, it's a great tool, obviously. Sure. And, and it's definitely going to be a, to help to uh, get the word out on your on your upcoming solo CD. And uh, you, you're working on distribution and stuff like that? Uh, we're looking into a few things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to decide what the best best course of action is, I guess. But for now, we'll just start out having it on the on available at the website, and we'll, we're going to kind of build it from there and go slow and take it step by step. Now, when did, when did you guys, because everybody in the time right now um, is really, you know, they're doing their own thing besides getting together for the, those great shows. When did you guys reach the point um, that, hey, it's okay to do our own thing? Because I know, I, at least what I read, it, it was tough in, back, in the, back in the heyday. As far as the time from Prince, you mean? No, yeah, as far as, you know, for you guys to, you know, you still have the time, but you're doing your own, your own projects on the side. I think everybody's kind of always done their own projects, mm-hmm. one way or the other, on the side. You know, that back in the old days, there almost there wasn't a lot of time to be doing that. We'd be on the road for five, six months at a time, and come back and do a record, and then there'd be we'd rehearse for months and months before we go out again. So it was it, it was a pretty hectic time for us back then. Do you have a, a favorite uh, time tour back in back in the eighties? Um, well, we, we just really only did two major ones, and that mm-hmm. was with uh, Prince, obviously, both times, with the controversy and then the 1999. Right. 1999 was fun, I guess, just because it had, we had got to play for so many people. But then again, controversy was nice because it was our first go-around, and it was everything was so new, you know? It was and amazing. Could, could you still play, uh, play the songs by Vanity Six? Oh, I'd have to go back and take a listen, I think, but uh-huh. I'm sure we could all get it back fairly quickly. Right. And, uh, you know, that that was a, that was always a real uh, interesting story, you guys, behind the, the lace curtain and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, actually, I think a lot of people didn't know for quite a while. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But. Right. But, yeah, we could up there behind the curtain and do our thing and they'd be out front. And uh, we should make mention once again that uh, this Saturday night and Sunday, the time, Monty Moyer is the uh, founding member and keyboardist for the time. You can uh, see him out in the zoot suit. He's still wearing the, the zoot suit and the hat, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How, how many suits do you have like that? Oh, I'd say at least half a dozen, probably. Uh-huh. Something like that. Half a dozen, and, uh, you know... While one wears out, she got <laughs> Do, do you, you uh, do you buy them still out in Minneapolis? Yeah, last time I've I've gotten anything I've I've had it made for me, but it, but yeah, you can. But usually I've gotten them out here. Yeah. Right. Moore still has the Stacy Adams. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably three or four of us do actually. Mm-hmm. Now, how, how about with? I'm always amazed, you know, Prince. I'm a big James Brown fan, and no no uh, need to slag off James, but you know, as people get get older. Uh, but Prince, I just recently saw 
still had the moves, and uh, Morris and Jerome still had the dance steps. How, how do they? Uh, how do they keep uh, the dance steps in tune? I don't know. I guess it's kind of like riding a bike. Once you know, if you got it, you just keep doing it. I guess you know, right. As long as you stay in reasonable shape, and mm-hmm. which Jerome and Morris certainly do. So it's. Yeah, we saw Prince a couple of months ago back over in Milwaukee. We ended up playing a venue right next, actually right next door to him. We walked across this hall without even going outside, and he had stopped over to see us before he played and introduced us, and we went over and watched him after we got done. And Yeah, Prince sounded great. Sounded great as ever. Looked great. Was in good spirits. It's actually very, real nice, real nice night. When I saw him in Philadelphia, it was cool because uh, he was doing sound check and they let us in the lobby and you could see through the, the windows and everything. But, you know, he still works it as hard as, you know, probably when he was 20 years old. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, you know, he, he's always worked hard. And, I, you know, I think once you get that ethic, it, I mean, he knew what it takes to get what it took to get to where he was. And, I, you know, he knows what it takes to keep going. And I think as long as he's able, he's going to do that. Now, do you ever take... Um, an extended time off for music or you're involved somewhat every day usually involved somewhat every day i guess or every every other day or something you know i've i've never really like walked away from it for any period of time though okay now have seeing that you're you're trained you're trained uh you know reading music and everything you're classically trained right yeah uh-huh. yeah do, do you ever uh, get involved with clinics with uh young people too um, not a lot. I did a mentoring thing, a recording thing a while back about recording and production, but I, I haven't done anything re- recently, really. Okay. On that You're too regard. busy. What's that? You're too busy. I guess so. Yeah. yeah the last couple of years have been, been plenty busy. Mm-hmm. Do, do, you see, do you see the time uh, going on for years and years? You know, I don't know. I, I, I'm amazed we've gone this far, actually, because mm-hmm. it seems like we get together and then we break up, and then we get together and we break up. So I guess we've held together pretty long now. You know, we've, we've got a record started. I hope we can get the thing out in next this year or something. I don't know. It's hard to tell when. But if that happens, I think that would certainly make things look better for everybody, you know? Yeah, that can, that can definitely... Uh you know, keep you on the road for another five, ten years. But everybody's everybody's into it, and everybody's having a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. um, I guess as long as as those elements are there, I would think we'd be around in some form. And I, I know you were slated to come up here to Connecticut um, February second, but I uh, it got pushed uh, ahead, right? Yeah, I heard they moved it to March second, I believe. Mm-hmm. The second or the third? I I think it's the second, though. How how do you like playing the casinos? They're actually pretty nice, really. Uh-huh. Like we get some good crowds, and um, we're usually treated well, real well, and it's it's actually really nice. Mm-hmm. We seem to have been doing more and more casinos in the last couple of years. Had a um, just a side bit. I saw uh, George Clinton at one of the casinos up here. Um, I don't think it's the one that you're going to play, but it's the other one, and, and it's just funny that you had the uh, you had the uh, the gamblers there, the old timers in their 70s and 80s. And uh, they were—they knew a, a concert was being set up, and uh, they're just hanging around, seeing what's going on. And all of a sudden, Gary Scheider comes on in his diaper. <laughs> and I wish I had a camera. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, we get a little bit of that, you know. Depending wh- where the casino is, sometimes you get the the guys out 
playing blackjack, just kind of right. in curiosity seekers, you know. <laughs> but the majority of the people there know who we are, I guess. Yeah. And I should mention um, that there's a group out in, in New York called the New Power New York uh, group uh, headed by Derek Kelly. Uh, no relation to me, but um, they are definitely huge uh, fans of the time, and they're going to represent, uh, I believe they'll be Saturday night there. Oh, great. And uh, they've already booked a table at 12, and they've been getting the word out, and they have chats on Sunday nights and, and great stuff. So, oh, that's you know, great. You, you're definitely going to have some real nice supporters out there. Well, that's good, yeah. We've, New York's always been great to us. We've, right. We've always had a lot of fun. And we'll see uh, the time here in February. Uh, yeah, March, right? Yeah, Connecticut. Yeah. March in Connecticut. So mm -hmm. uh, February just around the corner, and you can go to www.bbkingblues.com and uh, get all the information on the time. And uh, we always recommend people to go out and support live local music because, uh, you know, sitting at home, is good sometimes, but uh, getting out to uh, see live music, nothing beats that. I, I saw like three concerts this weekend, and uh, I was thrilled. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Monty down in New York with the time. So, uh, Monty, I want to thank you for stopping by the Upper Room. Thanks for having me on again, Joe, as yeah. always. And uh, we are going to tell the folks last uh, for the last time that uh, you go to montymoyer.com, M-O-N-T-E, moir.com and uh, little by little you're going to be getting information on Monty's upcoming CD release titled what Monty again? This Side of Paradise. This Side of Paradise and it is uh, almost uh, all together yourself with a, a few other people right? Pretty much yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, Esther Godinez she plays percussion in a couple of songs she, she grew up with Sheila Yee she played with Prince for about a year Mm -hmm. And another friend of mine, Alfred, he's out in Jersey, uh, Kurt Jones, he played, or he sang on uh, four or five tracks, I guess, backgrounds. He used to play with uh, Slave and Aura. Oh, yeah, and I remember Asia. those. So he's, we've, we've gone back about 15 years, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you're playing drums, and uh, you got the drum machine going, and the, the guitar and bass, and of course, always on the keyboards. With, with the time, you play two two keyboards, right? On stage? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, his other keyboard cohort is uh, Chance Howard. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got everybody going to be seeing you and looking forward to that, Monty. Okay, And uh, thanks once again. We're going to go out with uh, something from The Time, and uh, this one's called Ice Cream Castles. You do that still uh, live? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah? I, I was happy the last time you played Tramps, actually, to see this in the live set. Oh, yeah, I think we just started, pl just started yeah. playing it back then. yeah. So that was real nice, and uh, this is the time with Monty Moyer. And uh, Monty, thanks once again. Look right, thank you, 